0: Whatever the moon was to us before or is to us now, in the future, it'll just be home. Coming to you from the future through a hole in the space-time continuum that hasn't been patched yet due to a lack of infrastructure funding, it's time for Tales from the Moon in Stereo Sound Division. This is Eric T. Brandenburg, your tour guide through space and time. In the past two episodes, we've had a little introduction to future lunar history and culture. This episode, it makes sense to sample the variety of life on the moon in days to come. The moon, centuries from now, was like any place you'd encounter as a traveler. How do you get to know it? Well, first you go to the major sites, Armstrong's First Steps, at the Tranquility City Historical Society, or the site of Captain Beto's Long Fall at Beto Bay, and take a selfie next to the backside of the captain's statue. But after a week or so, you settle in and get caught up in the day-to-day stuff, make some local friends, and then sink into the place as if you were sliding into a warm bath. Before long, you're thinking and acting like a lunatic. So, if we're just landing on Luna Firma, where should we start? Well, we're going to need some way to get around. What do you say we look into getting an autonomous rover that knows where everything is and can get us there? To do that, we might as well get acquainted with some future problems of a vehicular nature. And the best place to do that is at the Lunar Department of Intelligent Motor Vehicles. Next! Uh, hello? Hello? Hey, what can I do for you today? You need a license renewal? Do I need a license? You? What do you typically do in your car, sir? Oh, I catch up on reading. On the way to work, I sleep a little. I have to be up late sometimes. And do you need a license to read or sleep, sir? I guess... not? Right, you do not. So your vehicle, sir, does it need a license renewal, a vision exam, maybe a little refresh on parallel parking? Amazing how even our little mechanical friends need to brush up on that from time to time. Well, I don't know. I I mean, no. uh, Francine's license is fine. I I think she sees okay. Francine? That's it. uh, Her name. Okay, so I'm sorry. Is there some sort of problem with Francine? Well, uh, I thought I should talk to someone about... Yes? Well, she's kind of developed a mind of her own. Isn't that basically the idea, sir? Oh, well, sure. I mean, it's just that Francine started to do things. What sort of things? Well, I I moved recently, and she just keeps wanting to go back to my old dome. Had the GPS checked out, sir? Oh, sure. All that's fine. I think Francine just gets kind of homesick. She'll take us there and park in view of the old place, and then she'll just sit there and make these little noises. What kind of little noises, sir? Well, sort of, you know, uh... Really, sir? Have you tried talking to it? It's amazing what a little tender loving care can do sometimes. They're not just machines, you know. Well, I mean, they are just machines, but... Well, you know what I mean. I've tried talking to her, but she just kind of ignores me. Maybe you and Francine just weren't meant to be, sir. This does happen sometimes. It's sad, but such is life. Plenty of cars in the lot, as they say. Have you considered a trade-in? Trade-in Francine? Oh, I could never do that. Well, maybe the car is just mad at you. Have you kept up your maintenance? Been looking at other vehicles, sir? Forgotten yourself and left some racy car magazines around the place where Francine might see them? Even, uh, gone out for a test drive with another vehicle? You can tell me, sir. This is the DIMV. We don't judge. Oh, goodness, no. I think I've been quite fine about all that. In any case, this is not really a matter for the Department of Intelligent Motor Vehicles, sir. Sometimes she just goes off for long drives on her own. She comes back all dusty. She erases her logs. I don't know where she's been. I ask her. She won't tell me. I think she started to hang out with a bad crowd. I'm at my wit's end. Really. Have you tried taking it to a shop, sir? Oh, sure. They said they'd talk to her for me, but they charged me by the hour. I think they were just making fun of me, actually. I don't think those guys know anything. They're not very sensitive. They suggested what I really needed was a new transmission, but what that had to do with anything, I don't know. They always seem to say you need something when you don't. Have you noticed that? Not really my department, sir. What is it you expect us to do? Well, isn't there some kind of, I don't know, test or... We're not psycho-auto-analysts, sir. Is there such a thing? Oh, sure. This sort of thing happens quite a bit, believe it or not. There are five certified auto-shrinks on this block alone. Group therapy is cheaper, to be honest, and it might do you just as much good. Where would I find out about that? There's a bulletin board with information by the restrooms, regular meetups at the Moon Pup Drive Up on Thursday nights, or the Stardust Drive In on Saturdays. That's auto night, and they tend to have a program the cars like. You know, old racing movies with all the big accidents and pileups edited out to minimize trauma. Makes the movies kind of dull and the stories don't make any sense anymore, but the cars don't seem to care. Anything else, sir? No, I guess not. Thank you. Glad we could be of help. Next! Okay, so now we've got some wheels. We're a bit bored and we ask our rover to take us someplace that's got a bit of life in it. We want to go out on the town, or out hopping the craters, as they say up here. Our rover knows lots of hot spots full of lots of attractive lunatics eager to enjoy a good time with us. Better watch out, though, once you're inside anywhere where a lot of moon folks gather to let their hair down. If you see someone who looks familiar, remember, this is the future on the moon, and there's no telling what might actually be going on with that. Excuse me, miss. You look very familiar. Have we met? No. I'm sure. Nope. It isn't a line. I'm I'm sure I know you. I'm sorry, but you're mistaken. Marcy, is it? No. Be on your way, my good man. Mary? Do you have anywhere else to be? I go there. Something with an M. Mm-mm. Magda? No. I'm not Mary, Magda, Mabel, Madeline, I'm sure Melody, it was you. Madison, Moonchild, Maggie. Maggie. It was Maggie. I'm sure. No. I am not Maggie. Are you sure? Am I sure? Sure. I mean, I'm just awfully sure, and especially after hearing your voice and it's uh I was on a cruise ship from Mars a few years ago. Never been there. And you had just had this vacation in Cydonia that didn't go very well. Please go. And you had a busted ankle. My ankle's fine. See? Well, that was quite a while ago. And we had a very nice time on the ship. Very nice. For about a month or so. Uh, Those trips are very long. So what happened? You don't know. I'm not Maggie, remember? Well, I don't know. If you aren't really Maggie, is it, uh, any of your business? You're right. It's not. Please go. I don't know. Things got kind of... Honestly. Well, you, uh, she got kind of... Herkley, restless, edgy, and eventually just downright mean. Yeah, Maggie. It is you, isn't it? No, I'm not Maggie. So how do you... Maggie is my clone. Ah. And she causes me so much trouble, as do Mary, Magda, Mabel, Madeline, Melody, Madison, and on and on. They did all M's that year. That must be very. And none of them can hold on to a relationship. They were born a year before me. A great big old bonus batch of bitches, that's what they are. My name's Nadine, by the way. I'm Ned. Pleased to meet you. I. Uh... All of them. Up to the M's? Hell on stiletto heels ruined the brand entirely. I'm sorry. Totally poisoned the well. Do you know what it's like to have men coming up to you all the time sure they know you and then suddenly remembering how it all went and then talking your ear off about how you done them wrong and storming off? Same sad story every time. It's enough to make you want to join holy orders. Do you really think you No, it's been tried more than once. That didn't take either. They think they isolated it, the total bitch gene, and the corresponding total a-hole gene in men. They got it ironed out by my ear. Mostly. That's promising. But then they just went way too far the other way. By the time they got to the peas I mean, take Peyton, Paige, and Priscilla particularly, please. Total bimbo doormats. Oh my. Still sharp as tacks, mind you, but terrified of offending anyone especially men, say yes to everything. It's a wonder they aren't pregnant all the time. I mean, come on, ladies. If nature and science neglected to give you a spine, just go out and buy one or something. They aren't that expensive. And how about some classes or a little genome nip and tuck to tone up your nerves? There's no shame in it. My God, we aren't all wearing bustles and corsets anymore. What do you think this is, the 21st century? Maybe I should just, uh... Sorry. I'm not like this all the time. The subject just really sets me off. I understand. And now you're gonna storm off? Well... And what did I do, really? Nadine... It's not my fault if I'm a bit difficult. It's just my organic chemistry. I'm a clone, too. Oh. No genetic relation to yours, of course. That would be awkward but me and my batch brothers, Nathan, Norman, and the rest, we've had our ups and downs, too. The ends are all pretty solid, though, if I do say so myself. We have the same problem with our batches up to the M's. Dialed up a bit too much towards type A. They wanted to make sure they were successful, I guess. But I've met Mark and Mason. My God, what a-holes. Sorry, we ends are pretty mellow. I guess we could look it up. The complete breakdown of, well, how all of your ends and all of our ends, uh... I mean, maybe there was more than one time some of your lot met up with some of mine, and maybe, you know, uh, they managed to hit it off. Do you want to look it up? No. Uh, actually, I'd rather just sit here with you. Look at the bay. Maybe buy you a drink? Let me think about the drink. You can sit, though. It's a free moon. Sure. So, you and Maggie hit it off? Yeah, yeah. Gangbusters at first. Fair off the charts, if you want to know. Okay. N- not to... That's promising, actually. I think I do sense, uh... Hmm. Never mind. I thought she and I were real solid, and then we got to the end of the cruise, and she just gives me this speech about how it's not me. She's just a free spirit. She feels like she's a... Comet streaking alone across the sky. Yeah. How did you? They all use the same damn line every time. You'd think it was written word by word into their DNA. I've been tempted to use that line myself from time to time, but then it just struck me as, well, bullshit, really. I was just scared of getting tied down. Understandable. It is scary. Yeah. So, I'm feeling kind of hungry. Um, what's good here, do you know? Well, we'll split the check. I'm positive you like the bay trout. Why do you think? Trust me. Oh, right. Maggie. Hmm. Maybe I will let you buy me that drink. Pink Nebula, straight up with a twist? Oh, oh, yeah, Ned. That would be really nice. Hey, she sure looks pretty tonight. It sure does. It's been a long night, and we need a place to crash. We were staying with a guy we met on the ferry up from Hudson Station, but he's got a new girlfriend who's staying with him and his habitat is full up, so we have to find somewhere to stay of a more long-term nature. Not to be indelicate, but we're a bit skint. We saw an ad online for a place way down on sub-level 51, but it sounds a bit sketchy. Maybe we better listen to a maintenance call from down there and get a better sense of what life is like down below before we sign a lease. Hello, this is Sub-Level 51 Maintenance, this is Sam. Hey Sam, this is uh, Elroy Stack in Habitat 51456G. Uh, I've got some issues I'd like to ask you about. What seems to be the problem? Well, there's slime coming out of my tap. Okay, is that uh, blue slime, green slime, or kind of orange slime? I guess I'd have to say it's kind of blue. Chunky, thick, or runny? Uh, kind of runny. Matte finish or shiny? Shiny. Is it glowing? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, turn off the lights. Oh, wait. No, it's, it's not glowing. Don't worry, then. It's harmless. Well, that's a relief. Sir, sometimes the reconstitutors back up some protein compound into the condenser stack, and the resulting sludge forms an environment hospitable to the creation of primordial life. Add a bit of a background radiation, and it's sort of a mini version of the creation. Really a minor miracle when you think about it. Nothing to concern yourself with, as long as the slime is on the blue or greenish side. And, uh, it doesn't glow. If it turns orange and starts glowing, I'd get your go-bag and get out of there. Uh, I'm told the green stuff fries up pretty good, actually. Have you ever tried it? No. Uh, If you are concerned, sir, uh, what you could do about that is just uh, leave the tap running for an hour or so, and that should clear it out. Thanks uh another thing yeah sometimes when i'm in the kitchen uh right around 7 53 a.m i feel this jolt and some electrical sparks shoot from the ceiling to the floor Knocked me cold once and scorched my pajamas kind of disturbing blue sparks would you say sir or those more on the yellow side yellow straight up and down or kind of forking straight one jolt two jolts or three or more uh just the one Best I remember. Well, sir, sub-level 51 is right underneath the power plant. When they do a test of the backup dynamo unit around 753 each morning, I hate to say this, but the grounding ain't quite what it used to be, you know, and uh, sometimes a bit of a jolt does get thrown our way. What I'd do for that is put an alarm clock in your kitchen right near that spot and set it for 7.50 in the morning. And when that alarm goes off... Go stand somewhere else. Got it. Sub-level 51 doesn't offer plush accommodation, sir, but we are easy on the budget and you won't find better people anywhere. I suppose. Always ready to lend a helping hand. I- I- I'm not complaining. No worries. And uh, how are you fitting in with it, sir? It? Yeah? It, you know the thing. Oh, the thing out in the hall. Uh, well, you can hear it outside now. Uh, it mainly comes out at night. You, you get used to the noise. I, I sort of tune it out, I guess. I don't suppose there's anything I can... Uh... No, sir. I'm afraid, as my mother used to say about so many disconcerting things in life that she couldn't do anything about it is just one of those things you couldn't maybe come down here and set a trap i'm afraid not sir we don't have any in its size poison maybe it absolutely loves the stuff sir should i get a dog not if you like dogs sir yell at it maybe you can certainly try uh is it causing any real issues sir beyond the obvious noise problem I mean, does not make a mess or anything? No, it gets into the trash sometimes, but then it picks up after itself. It's actually pretty tight. That's the spirit, sir. And what you can do about that trash problem is get yourself some lemon-flavored atomic drops, just that kind, and leave a line of them in the direction away from the garbage collection and recycling area. Uh, why rat it? Leave a trail towards the stairs leading down to sub-level 52. That's where it came from. Don't feel bad about heading it down that way. I think those rascals down on 52 stood it in our direction in order to get rid of it. Turnabout is fair play. All's fair in love, war, and space habitat maintenance. I I don't have any lemon. Will raspberry atom drops do? No. Really? No, sir. No, 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 no. Uh, You do not want to give it raspberry. Why? What would happen? Believe me, sir, stick with lemon. Uh, Anything else I can help you with today? No, I, I guess not. Thank you, Sam. Goodbye. Finally, what portrait of a place is complete without hearing one of its ghost stories? How can you have ghosts in outer space, you ask? That's just dumb. Well, remember, space in the future is full of people and, well, put enough human beings in any place long enough and they're just going to come up with some weird stuff. They just can't help themselves. So, it's time for a spooky space story. About a ghost ship named the Spirit of Augusta. Who was Augusta? Someone's wife? Their daughter? Does the name refer to the old city named Augusta on Earth in a place called Georgia? No one knows. The Spirit of Augusta is a real ship, adrift in space forever. How could that be, you ask? Forever's a long time. Well, space isn't the ocean. You don't just sink into space and disappear. What is there in space to sink into? The quantum foam of the vacuum? For that you'd have to get awfully, awfully small. And the spirit of Augusta is a big ship, built to carry iron ore from the asteroid belt, and take it to the refineries on Phobos, take iron ingots from there to Mars, and goods back from Mars to Phobos. Shoes, phones, soda, rice noodles, stuff like that. The spirit of Augusta is a once proud ship that's seen better days. It's battered now. The beautiful painting of a woman with flowing golden hair that once adorned its side is now dented by meteors and scorched by radiation. Long ago, in the middle of a late shift, the crew awoke to alarms going off. Some say it was a fire. Some say it was a radiation leak from the reactors. Some in the crew said it was something else. What else could it have been? They wouldn't say. All we know is that the whole crew scrambled into the lifeboats and left it in there. The lifeboats drifted in space for days, then weeks. Finally, they were picked up by our cruise ship. A few of the crew were still alive, but they all had gone insane. The spirit of Augusta sails on without them now, around and around the sun. On the shipping lanes, from time to time, a radio call will come in from way out in the depths of the void. The voice on the radio will give its call sign, and then say, Hail from the spirit of Augusta. Hello, what's new? Anything happening? What's going on with you? What's up? Well, who's asking You might well ask. Is someone way out there still on that ship? Did someone not make it off? People ask the voice if it needs help. Is there someone there? Are they okay? The Spirit of Augusta doesn't answer. The transmission grows staticky, and then it's gone. Sometimes the orbit of the Spirit of Augusta brings it close to the shipping lanes, and people can actually see it. A long, thin shape catching the sun way off in the distance against the stars. And when this happens, some people swear they see a light moving up and down the ship behind the portholes. Who is that, they wonder? What is that? Is it a somebody? If so, what are they doing? Are they looking for something they lost? Their glasses, their earphones? Or maybe is it just a robot moving up and down the ship, cleaning the floors, dusting, checking to make sure no recycling ended up in the garbage, Emptying out trash bins that are already empty. Replacing the bags and moving on. Up and down the ship. Forever. Who's to say? But if you find yourself out there in the emptiness between Mars and the Belt One shift. Alone on the bridge. Just sipping cocoa and eating cookies. And you hear Augusta calling out to you from the radio. Say hello for us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tales from the Moon. If you're curious to hear more about future lunar culture, how the Earthlings and the people of the Moon get on after a rather rough reacquaintance, and what exactly happened to, well, all of us on Earth back in the past, tune into our next episode of Tales from the Moon, which should appear in roughly two weeks. And if you feel enlightened by this podcast and think it might lead to the cultural betterment of others, please tell a friend. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a review. This is Eric T. Brandenburg, signing off until next time. To keep up with events on the moon, go to www.talesfromthemoon.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Moontail Podcast, on Instagram at Tales from the Moon, and on Facebook at Tales from the Moon Podcast. Tales of the Moon is produced, written, and performed by Eric T. Brandenburg. Thanks to zapsplat.com for the music and sound effects. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.